Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. I uh, have my good friend, Tom, Tom Staub, back with us because I'm going to learn a bunch of stuff and ask a bunch of questions about something I have never done. But before we do, let's welcome Tom to the show. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, sir? Uh, it's going great. So something I've become very comfortable with just in the last 24 hours is talking about the fact that one rental at a time, this channel, my story is about helping people build wealth. Wealth comes from owning assets, owning assets for a long time. And this really led me to reaching out to you because you are doing something that I have never done. I think it is outstanding. It's cool. I have a thousand questions and uh, I thought we just should record it so I can go back and watch it uh, later if you don't mind. Absolutely. So I'm going to kind of lay out the picture, how I understand it. Please correct me if where I'm wrong. But as I understand a conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, you're out in Texas. Uh, you are actively looking and actually have uh, found some plots of land. I don't know, call it 50 to 100, 200 acres. So big, big plots of dirt. And your vision for that is to build housing. And we talked about building uh, kind of lots of different housing types and on that. And I know how, I have no idea how you do that. Uh, do you, how, do, how do you get, like, how do you get the land? How do you do the debt? How yeah. do you get from construction to this? I mean, there's so many questions I have. So kind of lay it out for us. Cause yeah, let me give you, um, well, one, let me introduce myself. Uh, Tom Stop, <laughs> CEO of Red Oak. Um, I'm also the managing partner of Viewpoint Engineering, which is our in-house engineering company. Um, on track to have 20 employees by the end of the year. Um, and that's a big chunk of how this all works, right? So today we have about $400 million of um, projects in the portfolio, right? Okay. Um, we primarily work in Austin, Texas in the, well, the outer skirts of Austin um, within 30 minutes to an hour. We have some stuff in Arizona, but Austin's really the hotbed right now. So we have, um, our bread and butter is really a 60 to 100 acre piece of land, right? Okay. And for easy math, most of these projects have a density of about four to five lots or homes per acre. Okay. All right. So, so I'm just taking, I'm taking notes. So yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to write five. So yeah. And I'm, you know, and again, I'll, I'll be transparent in terms of our costs and um, how we look at or how we underwrite deals. But um, so, yeah, so that's exactly that can math in terms of density. Um, now, really important sewer and septic is probably the, one of the biggest differentiators between all these deals. If you have access to sewer, you have high density. Like I just mentioned, if you don't, at best, you'll get one lot per half acre, but typically it's one acre. All right, so it's so that that drives really the the cost of land is is there water? Is there sewer? How's the soil? Is there is it too flat? Is it too slopey? It has to be just about right. And um, basically, you have to talk to builders to figure out if you were to build homes, what, what would they be priced at? Okay. And the exit price of lots tends to be around twenty percent of a home price. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. So let me just ask some questions there because I'm 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 seriously taking notes. So again, at Red Oak, is your is your vision to secure land, get lots ready, and then you sell lots to builders, or are you taking it from raw land all the way to end product and selling? Great question. I, did, I just had an investor conference last week on this exact topic. 
there's really four main categories of land, I guess, buying, right? Um, okay. We operate in three of them um, and really primarily one. So there's essentially where you buy land and uh, you just store it as an investment, which I don't recommend unless you have legacy wealth, kind of a trust, right? It's a great asset for your kids, but not great for income. Um, and some might argue that against me, but so we don't really do that. Uh, there's ones where you buy it and you spend 12 months with engineers like our team and you just entitle it, get it approved, what, what, you know, what they call plat approved, and then you sell it to builders to, to do all the construction. Okay. Right? So and, it's, still, it's still raw land, but you got pretty drawings. Yeah, that's right. So, and okay. you know, like for example, there's an anticipated rumor of Micron being announced here in the next four weeks. You know, we already have products in motion to be approved in the next two months. If that happens, we might not even do any construction. We might just sell it off to developers or builders or what have you. So that's that's about 10% of our portfolio. Okay. About 80% of our portfolio uh, is in what we call improved lots, where you buy land, do the entitlements and the approvals, and then you do construction on the utilities. So the dirt, the grading, the, the, the roads, the water, the sewer, and you build those lots for builders to build on. All right. So let me say it. So again, so you, so raw land, land bank, don't do that. Raw land, pretty pictures, 10%. Raw land, pretty pictures, now infrastructure. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, that's, that's where a lot of developers and giving the market where it's going, it, it, you know, we're getting a little worried about how far we want to go down into that process. Uh, entitlements is a pretty safe play. Um, when you get into construction, that does take six to eight months per phase. And we can deliver 100 to 150 lots per phase. Okay. okay. So, you know, it, um, and this is a big reason why builders are so behind. They can't find these lots, right? And back in the way crash, they were burned by having too many unimproved lots on the books. Yeah. I, again, I've been doing this a long time. That was really what got people is uh, kind of from 04 to 06, more and more publicly traded companies and private companies. They wanted to be land banks. That's what they were doing. Yep. And when suddenly you can't sell any homes, that land bank becomes a big dead anvil, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Then, then the third piece, which we're slowly expanding into, whether it be builder rent models or um, what now will be ground up multifamily or townhomes, which is our bread and butter as well, is we'll take about a third of the property and we'll allocate it towards our fully ground up development. And this is what we did in Arizona initially. Um, so again, buying land, entitlements, horizontal construction, and then the vertical. Got it. Right now, in this process, the biggest margins are on the vertical, but it's also the riskiest and by far the most amount of headaches. Yeah, and also longest, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so let's just talk about a hundred acres because it's a nice round number. You find a hundred acres somewhere in the outskirts of Austin. You know, negotiate a price that works. I don't. Are we talking? I, I need a number, right? So we're talking about hundred. Yeah. Are we talking ten grand an acre, fifty grand? Oh, you know, I have it, no idea. So it all depends, right? Let's assume. You know, it's good land. Everything's great. There's minimal flood zone. You have sewer access. Everything's great, right? Okay. Um, we'll assume an average price point of like four hundred thousand dollars a home. A home. A home. Okay. Uh, so that's so, five. So, so that's two million bucks an acre. Five uh, times four. Well, well, yeah. So assuming that we were building homes, but let's assume that if we were to do all the lots, those homes that would be built on there will be at, at that price point. Oh, I see what you're doing. Okay. You're saying 20% of that's yeah. the land. So and we'll assume that we could sell it for $80,000 a lot. Got it. Got it. Okay. okay. Now, again, here's a lot of numbers here. Right now in this market with the commodities and they're coming down, the cost to build out a lot today, is around $28,000 a lot. 
Okay. I'm okay. So now we have some math here, right? 80,000 for the exit price on the lot. Let's Minus. do math for 30,000. Right. So the remaining okay. cost is $50,000. Got it. Um, now we don't make that much. Our margins are around 20%. Okay. okay. So, um, so okay. we're buying it at around 50,000, $80,000 per acre. Okay. So, so let's just say 50,000 an acre. You're buying a hundred acre. That's, am I doing that? Is that 5 million bucks? Five to eight million dollars is around our average price point. Okay, so Red Oak identifies the property, negotiates fifty thousand bucks. How do how do the how, again? I don't. I've never done this, so these might be really sure. stupid. Does yeah. Red Oak just have a, a, a an equity line or something where you go out and you struggle? Yeah, you that? know a lot of yeah. So a lot of my job is out there uh, meeting family offices, meeting funds, talking to debt people, talking to Chinese money, talking to money from Australia, whatever it is, right? right. Um, that's what I do most of my day. Um, we have many debt partners that come in and fund about two thirds of the deal. Okay. Um, at interest rates that I won't mention, but they're not great. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not, they're not credit card terrible, but they're not, yeah. they're not bank loan. Great. So no, of course. Yeah. Two no, years on that. Yeah. And then we come in with about 35% equity plus um, 24 months of cash burn. Okay. But again, right. You're coming in for debt. It's secured against land. It has no income. It's, it's secured with a hope and a dream. So you would think the rate that the money would be expensive. Um, so you have 60, I'll call it round number. Let's say 70% debt. You do have 30% equity from Red Oak, right? Your, your capital in. Yep. Uh, they, they, you also have, it sounds like you put away the payments. So you're, you know, that's escrowed or whatever it's called. Now you get busy, right? There's fees and costs because you're going to get it to the pretty picture. Now that's, you said that's usually six to eight months. Um, so entitlements, you know, back in the day in Texas, it used to be eight months. Um, every county's backlog. Okay. So we're looking at 12 to 15 months for most of our entitlements. Okay. So you're 12 to 15 months. You get to the end. Let's just call it 18 months. Uh, for most of your stuff, you know, have an exit because mm -hmm. that's the point where you're going to sell. That's right. Right. So when do you start talking to the buyers? Do you have to wait till the question. entitlement's done or when did, when Great is that? Question. So, um, it depends on who you ask. So, you know, I will tell you on my initial deals, uh, I was scared of the exit. So I went out and rushed to negotiations, locked in all the prices. Um, lot prices have just skyrocketed yeah. in, in primary cities, you know, Raleigh, Durham, sure. Charlotte, Denver, Phoenix, Austin, Dallas, uh, it's bananas. And, you know, I have learned that you want, well, one, before we even close on the deal, I'm right talking to builders. What would you do for these lots, right? That helps us underwrite. Now, I will lock up a chunk of those lots, about a third, within the first 90 days of close. Okay. Um, but it's a fine balance of trying to, to figure out the market. If it's going to go up, is it going to stay flat or down? Right. And so right. depending on that, we'll either lock in all the contracts up front or we'll, we'll slow play and assume some sort of appreciation. So it's, it's really tricky. Um, and that's why, why we have a full-time accounting team that's tracking the stuff all day long. So, so um, again, let's just play with this hundred acres, right? So, um, so the escrowed money or to your land, to people that are the debt, are they getting that monthly, quarterly, or do they get that up front? Depends. Yeah. I mean, most of our, uh, debt parties want it, uh, each month. So okay. That's fine. I, I will tell you, I have more than a quarter million dollars of debt service per month. Yeah. And I would imagine that, right. That, that may, cause they're coming in for debt for payments, right. That's income for them. So that makes yeah. sense to me yeah. now at the exit. Um, do they just get paid off or do they have some equity position where they get some preference return? Or yeah. 
Uh, great, all, all great questions. So we actually, um, again, this is where it kind of comes in the strategy, assuming that we'll do the horizontal improvements. Okay. okay. Um, about nine months into the uh, entitlements, we go to our uh, private debt parties or banks and say, hey, banks or private debt party, we want to do construction. And we Got say, it. great, what's going to cost? $10 million. We'll give you $6 million of that $10 million. We say, okay. fantastic. Um, they also will pay off the hard money that came in. Yeah. So that's, so this is, this is where I wanted to get. So you get in, you get to some point again, construction loans is something you can get from banks, yep. right? So the debt is cheaper. They will come in and pay off your, the first set of private investors or hard yep. money. Yep. So, so, and that's just interest. They're, they're happy. They got their debt back. They had 18 months of payments. They're good. Yep. Now a construction loan comes in. That's more traditional financing. So your rates are much, much lower at that point. Depends. Yeah. I mean, I don't like to use recourse bank loans. I mean, they are 5%, okay. but um, if you use family funds and family offices, you know, your 10% hard money goes to 8%. So it's right. not a big savings. Uh, and by the way, you're still paying those origination fees. Yeah. So, you pay up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's really about getting more capital. Now, here's the thing. We assume the worst case, let's say all construction financing goes belly up, no one wants to lend. Uh, we still have to be able to sell entitled lots in that yeah. scenario and make money. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that's well, well, why- well, so here's, here's one thing that, that I think you'll like. Now, I said 6 million to 10 million, right? Well, where does the other $4 million come from? Yeah. So here's the beauty of this. Right now in this market, and, and, and we think for some time, there's such a shortage of supply. Uh, roughly, we're at 40% of, um, of the total 100 where we need to be on supply that builders put up 15% equity up front. Interesting. Of the exit price. Now that exit price- Right, has margin. Yeah, yeah. right. So uh, that 15% usually is like 45% of the construction loan. Ah, right? now it makes sense. Yeah, so basically our biggest hurdle is getting the debt up front, having a good underwriting process and coming to the table with initial equity. That's enough to carry us through the entire OPEX, entitlements, um, interest payments, uh, plus additional nine months, the just in case scenario. Yeah, if yeah. we can get that equity and that debt, I mean, we have to be pretty dumb to screw up at that point. <laughs> so that makes a lot. So that makes sense to me. So that's why you spend most of your time. Most of your time up front is raising money for that initial, I don't know, call it round or I don't know what the right word yeah, is. Yeah, I would say, yeah, three big categories, raising money naturally, getting investors comfortable with, with the vision of this. Um, two, my engineering team, and this is really why we brought it in house. I, I need to know within 30 days what the risk is of that project. I, I want to know geotech soils. I, I want to know how much lime is in the soil. Uh, is there a flooding risk? What's the, 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 the hurdle for you know, grading and, and uh, roads? Um, how are the cities? Are they pro-build? Are they not? Are they paying the butt to work with? Yeah. Um, all those things, that's a big risk. And if we get that figured out, then it's a matter of, will builders buy at a price? Yes. Okay. Then we go raise capital. So I'm guessing you only are playing, I don't know, playing is the wrong word. You're only talking to accredited investors. You're talking family, you're talking family offices, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, that, yeah, but you know, I, like you, I, you know, I started from uh, like the grassroots of real estate, right? Flipping way back. And I, in that time, I, I brought with me retail investors, as, as they're called, uh, people who write checks of 40 grand um, or higher. So we, we still cater to those people and um, we want them in our deals because we don't want the, you know, the institutions to make all the money. The, these are going well, that they're paying very attractive returns. Um, and again, me coming from my beginnings, I want to always give that option to the people who are trying to grow their own portfolio. So, so it's a mix. 
Interesting. I did not expect that. So if somebody wanted to reach out and get into the details of rates and projects and stuff like that, where do you send them? I'm just curious. Yeah, just go, go to the website, redobc.com and email us. Um, you'll see our team there and um, you know, happy to send other recordings that we've done recently to investors. And you know, we have an in-house economist from Penn that can provide you reports and all sort of metrics to make you feel comfortable or not, depending. Yeah. This is interesting. So um, again, you're in Texas, outskirts of Austin, right? Texas, Florida, a lot of migration coming makes sense. You're not doing, again, one of the things I didn't know is um, you're not taking, you're not taking maximum risk, right? You're not trying to take it from raw land all the way to this full community, right? There's, you basically get it to a point where a builder comes in and takes that last chunk of risk. Yeah, I mean, it depends, right? These, these build to rent um, investors, uh, and I'm getting a lot of attention from, from them right now. I, in those structures, and again, I'll just be transparent, I do a cost plus model. So I'll yeah. do it, but cost plus 20. So I'm going to protect my risk. 100%. Yeah, you're locked in, you're done. Yeah, I don't, cost yeah. So for me, that's gravy, right? Um, in those deals, I'll do it. Uh, and we are talking to some people out of New York right now for that. That's interesting because I'm actually, I actually think costs, or I'm sorry, uh, build for rent is going to be a big deal because I think owner occupant buying is going to go down. I talked about transactions oh. falling 25%. Yep. Wall Street still sees single families as a, the best risk adjusted return. And uh, with a lot less homeowners, I think builders are going to starve to sell. So maybe builders turn to build for rent as an easier exit. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> You know, people selling shelter. It's either rentals or the owners, or, or you know, or they own it, right? So, um, yeah, it's um, it's it's fascinating times. Um, again, I I am up all the time with anxiety trying to figure out what's happening next. And yeah, really, I'm sure four hundred million dollars that'll keep you up. Yes, yeah, yeah, it'll keep me up. Um, you know, so I um I spend my weeks. I mean, this Wednesday, I'm I'm inviting every builder, uh, every VP of every builder that you can think of: Dr. Horton, Lenara, KB. Castle Rock, Ron, they're all coming to a happy hour. And in those situations where is where I learn more than anyone else, right? They're telling me what they're seeing in their pipeline. They're telling me where there's weakness, where there's not. Um, and I, I will tell you, um, somewhat anecdotally, but from in the grapevine, there are the high production builders that are building in the 250, 350 range are seeing some pull up on, on demand, right? Now, who's not, and this is interesting, is luxury is doing fantastic. Which well, is- that's, that's the, I'm calling it the K-shaped summer. What we're seeing is, again, the first time home buyer, the affordable homes are getting crushed. This yep. is why we will see transactions fall and medium price rise. Yep. The rich always have money. That's right. The rich aren't impacted. Yeah. And we're going to, we've lost the low end, right? Yeah. Somebody who qualified for 3% is not qualified at six. It's just math. Yeah. That's and right. we're, that, that first time home buyer, affordable home, whatever the right vernacular is, they got smashed. How, this, interest rates have only got up this fast one other time. This happened in a hundred days. Yeah. Which, was, by the way, so what this is going to do, which is counter to what we need, it's going to push builders into the mid-grade product, four fifty and above, or build for rent. Oh, exactly right. So, <laughs> and it's going to pull away more affordable housing. Exactly. So it's just going to make the situation worse. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, it's 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 bad. So. Yeah. Now I will tell you though, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So as this is all happening, naturally demands coming down on commodities. Yeah. So builders have the ability to reduce price in these segments um, and they'll make it up in the margins because commodities coming down. So it's, it's kind of going to, you know how it went up in tandem was well, like yeah. that in tandem. No, I agree. Yeah. It's, this is a wild time. I've said it. I'll say it a hundred more times. The fed broke housing. 
The last two years, uh, all in podcast called it fueled by cocaine and Red Bull. I agree. I think we've got two years of a hangover. Yeah. And then the the market will work itself out. But the next two years, affordable homes, first time home buyers, it's tough. Yeah. Rate rates at six, home prices up. Uh, it's it's tough. We need wage inflation. We need we we just we need to get through this. Yeah, it it is fascinating times. Um, it's very complex out there, as you know. Uh, and again, and that's why we're not. It, it, there's a lot of dumb money chasing these deals too. And I that's a big risk in this is that um, the more that dumb money flows into these kind of projects, um, again, Austin's on everyone's roadmap to, to some extent. Um, you're just seeing bad underwriting and I won't touch certain communities where I see a lot of flooding happening in terms of sharks. Um, and so we're only picking deals that have extreme margins. Uh, we never buy an all market deal. It's all off market. Uh, we have an in-house team dedicated to finding those deals. Um, and it's, you know, and our pipeline is not enormous, but in my opinion, they're safe deals, right? We have yeah, a, of course. we have a scenario under underwriting that assumes a 20% crash and only in the scenarios that we still make money in those crashes, do we actually buy? So. That's cool. Well, hey, if somebody wanted to reach out and just ask more details about upfront stuff, again, where do you want them to go? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, redoakvc.com. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for educating me on this. I didn't know any of this. I've never, I've never even built anything. I'm, I'm trying to build a freaking ADU and I'm getting to run around. I couldn't imagine trying to build housing on hundred acres, but uh, it was yeah. fun to talk about. I appreciate I'm it. I'm losing my hair day by day. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Take care of yourself. Thanks. Yeah, thanks.